Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Well, welcome back, everybody, to The Dwell Podcast. This is Natalie Abbott. I'm your host, and today we get to speak with Christy Cambron, and she has got a lot to say to us about our verse for the month. She is the author of the Verse Mapping Bible, and she has she's also a fiction writer. She's just got a lot of great insight. And today we're going to be focusing in on the verse from Ephesians 5:8. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. It is just such a good verse, and I'm so excited to have you on. Welcome, Christy. You have given me so much excitement about what we're going to talk about, not just the verse, but just, yeah, we're new friends and just the opportunity to be here. I'm really excited. Yeah, yes. And so this is kind of this first episode. We are always just wanting to get to know you. Like, who are you? What are you about? I'm so pumped when I was looking up your stuff that you also write fiction. I was like, oh my gosh, this is my lady. (laughs) She loves Jesus. She loves the Bible and she writes fiction. How do I not already know her? People say that a lot. Like, wow, you write fiction and nonfiction. Isn't that like two sides of a different coin? Like, how do you do that? And I'm and it actually fits me so well. I, I will usually say that I'm a vintage-inspired storyteller. So I write and I'm in this world of ministry from the space where art and history and faith intersect. So I'm really careful about saying that this calling that I have, this calling to ministry is I'm to be an author because so many other things can fall into that ministry space. I've been a women's ministry leader. You know, I teach research and and Bible uh, verse mapping and I do speaking events. And then I'm also coaching authors and things like that. But it's not just one job role. It's this calling to this space of ministry. So that's why I usually say I'm a vintage inspired storyteller because everything that intersects with those three things kind of falls in that in that zone. I love it. So tell me just a quick snippet of your fiction book that is either already out or is coming out by the time this is going to air. Tell me about that. The Paris Dressmaker is my eighth novel. I can't even believe I am saying that (laughs) because because years ago, uh, my husband and I, and we have three sons, you know, our family, there was this ministry dream. I'd spent 15 years as a corporate trainer in corporate America, uh, jet setting across the country, doing training classes and writing curriculum and all the while feeling this, this pressure on my heart, you know, in a good way, this, this Mm. pressure that the Lord was telling me to step out, telling me to be bold, telling me to follow him into this new area of my life, which would be ministry, but I have no idea what that looked like. So to get from that to now about seven, eight years later, we have, we're working on this eighth novel. It just kind of blows my mind (laughs) how how we even have Girl, that is a lot of books in eight years. Yes, That's like and a then book two Bible studies, and now the Bibles that we're talking about that are coming out. So yeah, there's there's been a lot that has happened. Yeah, but this novel, The Paris Dressmaker, again, it falls in that space where art and faith and history intersect. It is about the journey of two women in Paris and the difficult decisions that they had to make. And we've got these bookends from 
occupation, the Nazi occupation that happened in summer of 1940 to liberation of summer of 1944. So we've got this four year span of time where these two women go on this journey of faith, really, and some of the decisions that they have to make and, and where the decisions that, again, maybe what we make on a daily basis, the decisions, they're, they're never black and white. We always have these shades of gray and the outcome is, is never guaranteed, but we, we have to cling to hope and we have to cling to faith. And so it's a, the journey of, and again, friends, it's fashion. <laughs> I mean, like, just go ahead and say, it is Parisian <laughs> runway, Coco Chanel, all of that. So it's the beautiful Parisian kind of haute couture that we think of, but it is also the darkness of war and where those two things collide that is where we find our characters in the midst of the story. Mm, I love how you are talking about it in terms of dark and light and how so oftentimes, um, you know, how your characters are going to be living in this gray place where they don't really know what's next. Um, and that the story of how that faith is the light to them, you know, that's bringing them through that dark time. I love that. It feels like a God moment that we have the verse that we have this month <laughs> that we're talking about because we very intentionally did that with the cover as well. If you look at the cover of the Paris dressmaker. We have this gorgeous, colorful, beautiful, like rose kind of pastel pink Chanel gown with the backdrop of destruction and war in this very sepia tone. And so you've got light playing against dark. You've got color playing against colorless. You've got war playing against beauty and the juxtaposition of those things. Very similar to our verse for this month. That is so cool. Okay. And so before we like head out of like what you're talking about with stories and uh, the writing that you do, um, how do you make that transition from I'm telling these stories to I'm writing this Bible study? Do your Bible studies, are they more, I've never done one, so I don't know. Are they more storytelling Bible studies or are they more, because I feel like your verse mapping is more like very uh, intellectually um, minded. It's like here, we're going to really engage with our minds and, and kind of just pull apart all the pieces of this verse and then put it all back together and come up with what does it mean and what, what can it mean to me? Yeah. Um, but are your Bible studies like that or, or are they some kind of in between of those two things? Well, I love that question because the two, they are actually closer related than you might think. Because Mm -hmm. When I'm writing fiction, I step into the shoes of a researcher. So I'm taking either a historical figure, something that occurred, or, or a big backdrop of World War II, or maybe all of those things, and I am building a story, a fiction story around it. Now, how that is similar to the Bible studies and verse mapping is we are taking a story. Now, this happens to be the Bible. This is nonfiction. This is truth. But we are doing the same thing and making a story come alive. And that is my heart and my passion behind these Bibles that we have behind verse mapping is that we make the story come alive to the point where it's accessible and understandable and something that is applicable to today for any one of us. And that is my heart and my passion because I'm a little bit of a history nerd and I'm a research nerd <laughs> a little bit, but I want to take that to the point where verse mapping can retrain anyone's mind to think like a researcher. And then you find yourself dropped down in the midst of the story of the Bible, and it just makes it come alive in a way that few things can. I love it. Okay, so a couple of quick questions, because this is always our like getting to know you episode. Um, 
tell me a little bit about like your family, your life, yeah. like what, like what's, what's life like for Christy? <laughs> okay. If you would have asked me pre pandemic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that does change things a bit. I know it, it yeah. would have been a little bit more of a structured world, but I am mm -hmm. vintage loving, you know, Jesus girl. I live in Southern Indiana. So occasionally in our chat today, you might hear me say y'all, I might sound a little Southern because we live right by Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. I am married to Jeremy, my best friend. We are staring down 20 years married this spring. No I way. I can't even believe it. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, we've been a couple for 23 going on 24 years. Uh, we have three sons, uh, one high school, one almost middle school, and one grammar school. And so we are, you know, a, a foot in each one of those three worlds, which is scary. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you are all over the map. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we love sports. You know, we're a big sports family, Indiana basketball, that whole thing. Um, we also love to do research together. So our family, anytime we, again, pre-pandemic, anytime we can travel to do research, we love to do that together. So for previous novels, we've gone to Ireland or we've gone to the um, Ringling Museum in Sarasota, Florida to learn about the Ringling Brothers Circus, just different things like that. So this entire ministry that we have through publishing and through the, the books, it's actually something that our entire family has stepped out to do together. That is so cool. I love that you include your kids in that. And what a like, what a way to open doorways for them of just experiencing the bigger picture of the world. How cool is that? Yeah, it's fun. It really is. Okay. So in the middle of the pandemic, though, that's all shut down. What is like, what is normal life? You know, is, is there such a thing <laughs> right now for you? Well, I will be very open and transparent and say that there is laundry all over our living room. There are dishes in the sink. <laughs> our, yes. our worship center is our living room and our kitchen right now. Um, it's just the way the world is for us. And, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. We have had so much more family time. I will tell you the first thing that we did when the clock struck 12 for 2021 uh, was we ate key lime pie and my husband taught me how to play chess. And so our family, <laughs> like that's the first thing. No we, way. No kidding. So we have had these, we're only a couple of weeks um, into the new year at the time of our conversation today, but we have already yeah. had chess tournaments. And I mean, it's just, that's just the way it is. Just like with your boys, they're, they're boys. playing too. Yeah. They're playing too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I just absolutely love yeah. that. That's amazing. <laughs> And key lime pie, what's the what's the significance there? It's just what we had in the fridge. And all right, all right. It was a total cheat moment for me because I'm gluten sensitive and my close friends who know me know that I just fall off the cheat wagon like all the time. <laughs> so I'll just be open and honest and say I totally first thing I did in 2021, learned how to play chess and I cheated on being gluten free. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so one last question before we wrap up this episode. Um, talking about this darkness and being light in the Lord and living as children of the light. What is like if you had to speak to that verse right now, kind of as you've been thinking about it and as, as it's been kind of, you know, matriculating inside of you, like what is the thing that hits you the most about that verse? What do you love about it? How does it convict you? What's, you know, what's scary about it? And just kind of give us a little, um, a little preemptive vision of like what we're going to be talking about in session two and session three with you. Yeah. Living as children of light. I think there's heavy heart conviction there. There's a, there's a responsibility there's a command, you know, if I've surrendered my life to Jesus, if I'm following him, but also in that nowhere in that verse, does God specifically say, and I'm speaking to myself here, Christy, 
okay, in order to live as a child of light, I want you to go write eight books in the next however many years. And that's how you're going to do it. Nowhere does it say that. It just has mm. to live as children of light. So in the spaces where I am living in my sphere of influence that he has given me, it could be a humble sphere of influence. And I mean, numbers wise, right? Like we can look at mm. social media, how many people's lives do I touch things like that. And we can get caught up in that almost madness. We can get caught up in that yeah. thinking, Oh, my, my light has to reach further. It has to reach more people. But in all actuality, we're called to live as children of light. And that means right where you are, right where you dwell in your home, whether you're playing chess with your family or not, like right there mm. in those rooms, wherever that sphere of influence is. And that was the heavy heart conviction for me with this verse. That's all too real and all too good. We need to hear that, don't we? I think last month, that reminds me of our guest from last month, uh, Tracy Sullivan, who wrote Small Batch Discipleship. And just that idea that we dwelt on a lot last month about how when we encourage one another, when we build one another up, when we're in these kinds of deep relationships, they're small. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Jesus had 12 disciples and he, and he had three that he kind of took with him on the special things that he did. We just can only influence so many people deeply and the value of that, like you said, of being the walking as a child of light right where we are and not looking beyond to like the glorious other things, <laughs> you know, of the world, you know, the fame and the glory of, you know, being some, some like my sister and I always say, you know, they're, they're like a person, you know, like right. being a person. That's, that's not what is really the people who really know us, the people who are really true to us and, and see us. That's who we really have the most impact on, I think. All right. Well, Christy, we are going to wrap it up for now and we will join back here um, next week and talk about our next episode. And we're going to be talking about verse mapping our verse. So we are going to talk through what does it look like to verse map uh, Ephesians 5, 8 and to really dig deep into it. And I'm super excited for her to kind of give us a tutorial on how we do that. So thank you so much, Christy. And we will uh, join back with you next week. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.